It's Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast. We're doing this one slightly differently. We're out in TG Cahar Studios for the Connacht against Edinburgh match. Um, I'm here with William Davis and we've got this massive, brilliant screen we have in TG Cahar and uh, just testing it now about an hour before kickoff. Uh, we're all ready to rock and roll to commentate on Galway Bay, but this is going to be a big one. Um, some results, some interesting results in the, the ORC over the weekend and if Connacht can get something here, they could still be top of the table. Yeah, it's a fascinating game. Um, look, it's a real taste for them because they have um, got the situation that they're uh, they're unbeaten. They're the only fully unbeaten side that's won three out of three. They've won their three home games. Mm. Um, I don't like to say they've picked a weak team, but they've made a lot of changes. Yeah, and there are guys starting in this game who are not starters. Yeah, uh, in my view, mm-hmm. no. That has to happen. You need a squad. There's mm-hmm. a lot of rugby to be played. These guys are going to be bashing out these games once a week until New Year's Day. Yeah. It's, a, it's close. Christmas is coming. <laughs> but there's a lot of rugby to be played. Yeah. So it's a question mark. Can these players who haven't played much rugby, a uh, new centre partnership, new second row partnership, uh, changes in two changes in the front row, uh, back row is pretty much what we would expect, really. Yeah. Um, it's a challenge. Can they get up to the pace? Can they be as accurate? Can they play as well? It's a big ask for them, but it's also a big opportunity. It is. It is, because like, I was looking back through the stats, and, and we have a reasonably good record in Edinburgh. We've won three, lost three over there in the last six meetings. And we also do pretty well under Mr. <laughs> Mr. Whitehouse. And we've got, a, I think we've won, was it one twelve last five under his, uh, in all the games he's ever refed, and won both games against Edinburgh. Um, but for me, I'm looking at the, 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 I suppose one of the things I'm looking at is you've got Jack Anger, who's been playing outstanding rugby. He's going to come up against one of the top props in the world in Pierre Schoeman. Um, and it's going to be fascinating to see how he gets on against a really high-quality loose head. Yeah, and of course, the second row at the minute doesn't have the weight of Joe Joyce pushing the props forward. Mm. He's on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, he can't play every game. It's It, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and they've got maybe getting ahead of ourselves a bit, but that game against the Sharks next week in Durban is massive. It's particularly massive for the Sharks, who've now played four and lost four. Their minds are going to be concentrated for that. But tonight's game, I think, is an opportunity for these new players that have come in. Um, But I think you've got to say Edinburgh were quite impressive last week against Leinster. At at times, at times. A little little bit more accuracy and they might have even... Pulled off a win. Won that game. But the thing you would say, Alan, is at home. Yeah. Will the extra percentage that you get by being at home? And there's no doubt about it. The atmosphere is far better at their games now since they've... They haven't really moved... The Hive. They call it the Hive. Well, that's the sponsor. That's a sponsor, is the sponsor. Wow, that's a strange name for a stadium. Yeah, I I don't know what the Hive is. Maybe they sell products for bees. Um, (laughs) But... It's just better than the yeah. empty... You know, if they weren't playing well, mm. you had nearly complete silence mm. in Murrayfield. Yeah, 72,000-seater stadium. Huge Great echo, place to broadcast from. Everything that you needed, <laughs> but really lacking in atmosphere. It's a different atmosphere, uh, better atmosphere now, small... Yeah. Tight. It's very tight. They're very close to the to the pitch as well. The fans are really, really. It's it's a, it's a funny little stadium. It it looks as if it was made with Lego and Meccano, <laughs> but it works. They're really delighted with it, and it's it's synthetic. It's mm-hmm. the same as Connacht. They play a fast game, so yeah, let's get at it. I I'm looking forward to this, and I think we'll know a bit more about Connacht 
when this game's over. We certainly will. Okay, it's half time in the Hive Stadium in Edinburgh, and Edinburgh lead by seven points to three. But it's been a bit of a harem scareum game, William. More more akin to a zebra game than a than an Edinburgh game. It's a bit nuts. It is. Uh, I'd love to know the ball in play time in that half. The players looked shattered going off at half time. A mm. um, lot of endeavour, not a lot of accuracy by both sides. Edinburgh started really well, and Connacht had to play their way into the game, but they've done that. They were 7-0 down after five minutes, but they've held Edinburgh and a couple of big defensive stands. Mm -hmm. A lot of players slipping, a lot of players knocking the ball on. It's very cold there. It's just above freezing. Uh, Small crowd in. I'm I'm not entirely surprised. Uh, Good contingent from Connacht. Um, but Connacht are well in this at half time. They will have to up their accuracy. You feel at some stage that mm-hmm. somebody will do something, uh, and it, you'd you'd like to see that it's a Connacht player. And the, the other thing will be the bench. The benches for both sides going to be really really important here. Oh, I think so. I think like the one thing I'm really enjoying is the work rate is phenomenal from Connacht in defence, especially <laughs> like they're working hard in attack, but they're going really really well in defence. Sean O'Brien has shown up a couple of times. I thought he's he's done a couple of really good bits and pieces um, so really happy to see him there John Porch has hit the ground running for his first game of the season um, so yeah things are they, they are missing their centre partnership I know Tom Daly's done very well but they're definitely missing a bit of a cutting edge there they are a little bit um, I suppose maybe in the in the ideal world yeah, Cahill Ford might have made a better of a couple of opportunities, yeah. but you can't play every game. They've done well so far, but the second 40 minutes is going to be tough. Some players, I say both sides are puffing, so the benches are going to be absolutely key here, and it's just going to get colder. They're, they're talking about one degree at full time. Well, I'd say it's not far off that at the minute, and uh, we might have been playing in mildish conditions, but uh, winter rugby has now landed. It certainly has. We'll talk again at full time. Okay, William, what a disappointing finish to the game because Connacht looked as though they'd managed to get the draw, but a late drop goal from last kick of the game from Ben Healy and, and Edinburgh steal it. 20-25-22. Yeah, um, that's going to hurt a little bit. I think they probably deserved the draw. They were punished hard for their errors. The three, mm. three Edinburgh tries came from errors. And that was a failure again to sort out the kickoff, which is becoming a huge problem for Connacht. Um, but they showed a lot of resilience with a lot of changes. And Edinburgh switched off a bit when they scored and Connacht punished them, which is, you know, is, yeah. is important. Look, they've got a bonus point out of it. Um, it's, it's a tricky one. Because um, I think Edinburgh were beatable tonight. Very much so. I, I, I definitely thought so. And I think part of the reason they were beatable was the organisation, um, which is something I didn't mention enough of in the commentary. But certainly, like I talk about the character that Connacht showed, it kept coming back and kept coming back. Like There were two scores down at one stage, away from home against a team who put 50 points on them the last time they were there. Um, but they kept coming back into it. They organised themselves brilliantly for the most part. And they played really good solid, disciplined rugby for the most part. I don't think they gave away that many penalties. I'll bring that up now as I think about it. But they did switch off on a couple of occasions. Yeah, the, 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 the final try was a disaster, really. I mean, they assumed that Healy was going to kick the penalty and Velicott, who got the man of the match for a 25-minute performance, but he changed the game for Edinburgh because they were really struggling at that stage. Yeah. When he came on, uh, Connacht were asleep. They lost a... 
try to a strip in midfield. Um, that will concern them because you you know it's it's an eighty minute game and Ben Healy was there forty six seconds into the the end of the game and he pops the drop goal over. Um, yeah, the scrum was under pressure for the last couple of scrums. They had a scrum in the, in the Edinburgh 22 with a few minutes to go, 10 minutes to go. I thought that was it. You're never going to come back after getting hammered in that. Then the last scrum of the game, they got they were under a lot of pressure and, and Colin Riley had to take the ball going back at a rate of knots, then through not the greatest pass in the world. Um, they got a line out because um, JJ kicked straight into touch, which made, brought it back inside the 22. Yeah, the ball had come out from outside the 22. It was a game of small margins. Um which is, and, and, and again, when you think about it, small margins against a fairly well-loaded Edinburgh side. It wasn't fully loaded, but it wasn't that far off it, whereas Connacht had made 10 changes. It shows that there is depth in the squad. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'd look at. Yeah, th- there is. And it's the fact that they kept going and they didn't throw in the towel and they kept asking questions. And some of the questions they asked Edinburgh weren't able to handle. Yeah. Um, but they will be frustrated with that. But look, they've had three wins. They're on a run of three away games now. They have a big... Huge game next Saturday against the Sharks. The Sharks are 0-4 and four, mm. and their season is disintegrating for yep. them. Now, they've played four away games. They've only home. got one point. One yeah. point. And one of those games is against Zebra, who hadn't won a game in 18 months. Yeah, and that's where you wonder next Saturday, Connacht will have to go hammer and tongs at that game. Um, and we'll be talking about that during the week. We'll be... Uh, getting somebody on from South Africa to get the view down there. I know they uh, have won the Rugby World Cup, but that's in the past. It's all about Connacht and their tour, uh, the Bulls the following week. They'll reflect on this game, I think, and they'll feel a bit frustrated, uh, mostly with themselves, and they just have to get better. They do. We're just waiting for the, the post-match press conference, so we're just taking advantage of the fact we have a few minutes in between because it's just the two of us here today. Um, Rob wasn't able to make it tonight, neither was Lindley, um, so we're going to be keeping this relatively short. So we are expecting to get to hear from Pete Wilkins in a in a couple of minutes. But we've played four games now, um, which is... Is that a quarter of the season or it's pretty low? A fifth <laughs> no, of the season. Six, six games is a quarter of the season. <laughs> yeah, so we're, 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 we're in and we've got Sorry, three six wins. six games is a third of the season. season yeah. It's an 18-game season. So, you know, we're not far off. We're not far off a quarter of the season and you're sort of going, okay, yeah, you'd have to be happy, not just with the results, but with how we're playing the game, with the way, the work rate that everybody is putting in. You know, you're looking at a situation where we still haven't got our rugby World Cup players back, and people say you only have three of them, but I think they're kind of important players. Oh, they, abso- they absolutely are, and I mean, one concern tonight is John Porch that we don't know the extent of looked that injury. Terrible, yeah. Didn't look good, uh, although he looked very calm. Um, mm. But I, I won't speculate on it. We'll, we'll ask now at the press conference. He's only just back from injury. He was huge defensively a he couple was. of times in that game, particularly his positioning. He's very clever about where he is. Yeah, and if uh, you look at two of those two, the, the two tries, the two mistake tries, the one where where um, Van der Merwe managed to make that big long break, yeah. that was because we had Byron Ralston came in off his wing to make a tackle on Blake King, uh, player Blake King Kinghorn, um, which gave you know you can't give that much room to to do yeah. Van der Merwe. Um, and off he went and they eventually scored and the second one was on his wing again where the lads had gone asleep and you'd like to think that the winger would have been awake and shouting and roaring yeah. at them well they'll, they'll have to look at that one there'll be some um, pretty brutal discussion about it I think mm. um, 
somebody was asleep, somebody didn't organise, somebody, and fair play to Velikot, he took the opportunity to um, to get it done. Um, yeah, look, Connacht are, are going okay. I think um, they do, they could have got more out of that game, but yep. they didn't come away empty-handed. There, there's Van der Merwe, there's Velikot. That you cannot give Duhan van der Merwe. He did very little in the game. But you can't give him that sort of room because he's going exactly. to punish you. Absolutely. like he, he is going forward with a bit of space. There's very few ringers in the world that can do what he does because yeah. like he took off there and left both Jack and, and Byron Ralston as, as though they weren't moving. No, you absolutely. Know. We're, just, we're just watching it again. Uh, and then Velikot, who's only on the field a minute, gets yeah. in for the try. Um, and then Joe Joyce got a try for Colin Dovin being only on the field a minute. Yeah, it's just... They'll examine it. They'll look at it and then they'll move on to, to South Africa they will they will okay we're going to we're running out of steam here now we've been talking for the last two hours so we'll stop here and we'll hear the next voice you hear will be um, William talking to Pete Wilkins fascinating game to commentate on Pete and um, it sort of always felt it would come down to the last seconds but uh, how do you feel after that I mean it's it's a it's probably a game that Connacht deserved more than they got. Yeah, look, I, I think Edinburgh deserved the win. I, I think they they probably controlled more periods of the game and, and probably controlled those better. So I, I do think they deserved it. I, I think for us, though, we fought our way into the game and, and gave ourselves a platform to get a bit more from it. Um, I thought the first 10, 15 minutes probably took a few too many risks in our own half in terms of, you know, a slippy ball, cold night. You know, referee looking quite closely at the breakdown, Edinburgh going hard at it. But I, I thought we worked that out and we started to, you know, get into some of the kick tennis. We we're getting good returns on that for some some of our counter-attack. Uh, our entries to the Edinburgh 22 were coming on the back of some of that good counter-attack. So I felt we worked the game out and set ourselves up nicely. And, and probably just that last 15, 20 minutes, um, you know, there was some inaccuracy, uh, missed restart receipt, uh, a couple of kicks that, that went awry, a couple of drop high balls. And it just gave Edinburgh that access point and, and probably one point too many. Yeah, the um, you could say the three tries came from the Edinburgh's tries came from errors, and you were they really punished you on those. But then, if you give Duhan van der Merwe a space, he's going to do that to you. Or for that try on the line by Bennett was kind of just did they just go to sleep for those that three seconds that uh, Velikot decided I'm taking a quick one. Yeah, I think as as long as the game's been played, you'd say it's unforgivable to turn turn your back on a penalty, and um, you know we we were were punished, you know, punished fairly for that. So um, yeah, it was pretty cranky about that, to be honest. I, I think in terms of their other, you know, their other tries, um, you know, we talked about it at half time. We felt that although they might get possession from from either you know winning their own ball back on contestable kicks or, or maybe our turnovers. If we stayed in that fight for those four or five phases and, and I suppose rode out that little bit of transition, um, you know, we could contain them. And, and I think we were better at that second half. We're probably a little bit more patient just after we lost the ball back. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just a shame, as I say, we, you get what you deserve. And if you turn your back on a penalty, then, um, you know, you, you give the op- opposition an opportunity. How's John Porch? Yeah, he had a nasty gash on his shin um, coming down from from trying to contest that high ball. He, he had it stitched. Um, it was nasty enough for him not to return to the field, but he'll be fine. He's been stitched up. Um, he uh, No, he, he was walking around in the change rooms there just now. Just looking at some of the players who came in, um, Sean O'Brien had a good game at eight. 
Um, McElroy did okay a couple of the lineouts early on, but it's it, it was a tough game to come into if you hadn't played full games or in some cases hadn't played any games this season because it was pretty high intensity. Uh, ball in play in the first half must have been quite high. Yeah, I think I think it's a challenge for anyone. You know, if, if the team's up and running for three games and, and you haven't had a go, at, at the same time, I think the level we're training at probably prepares the guys for that intensity. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, what you're asking them to do as well within that game plan. I, I did think Sean O'Brien was excellent. I actually watched his game. He played for UCD last weekend. And, uh, you know, the surge on his carries and his speed off the base of the scrum and, and, and abrasiveness as, as a as a tackler, particularly a second tackler, a tackle assist, I, I thought all of that transferred this evening and um, I, th- I thought he did a really good job I was very impressed by Sean um, If you're we're very critical it's been an issue for Connick for a while is uh, kickoffs opposition kickoffs it's it's you know the, 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 is that something you're going to work on because it cost you in the, in the end in that game it was a failure to deal with a kickoff after you got the try to, to, to equal it up 22 each it's certainly an area of the game, you know, we're always working on. I think all, all teams are, um, you know, it's it's an individual skill in terms of the catch. It's a collective skill in terms of the lifters that get you there and, and, and to get that cohesion. So you know, it's something we're working on. Um, you know, it's not been a massive red flag for me, but, uh, you know, you've only got to only got to spill one in a tight game. And, and obviously it gives the the, the opportunity, uh, opportunity to the opposition, gives them access at a, a really tricky end of the field. How difficult is it now? You've got South Africa coming up. You'll obviously have to review this game uh, and then, you know, get ready to, to go. But um, it's it's important maybe to review a game like this, try to take some positives out of it, but as well as that, acknowledge that it got away from you. Yeah, and I think there are positives to take from it. It's it's interesting, the mindset of the group at the moment, they're, you know, they're, they're way beyond being satisfied with being plucky losers. They're more ambitious than that. We're more ambitious than that. At the same time, I think they need to recognise the the growth we've had in terms of you know, it's our first test going away from home and and seeing how we handle that in terms of not just the 80 minutes, but the preparation this week, the build-up to the game today, where the mindsets were, where the, the levels of intensity were during the game. And I, I thought we did see growth there. And, and I don't think we would have been as close in that scoreline and, and sort of fought our way back into the game had we not, seen some development there so I think that's really encouraging I think for us to again trust that process trust that game plan probably kick the ball a little bit more than we might have done in previous weeks uh, but recognizing the opportunities that'll come on the back of that I think that was a positive as well um, you know what's key is you know that last 15-20 minutes when you're looking for real accuracy you know whether that's around a close skill from an individual catching a high ball whether that's a, a kick execution whether that's just making your tackle count one-on-one um, you know, in these these tight games, especially away from home, you can't afford to give give the other team access. And you know, you might be able to ride out one or two of those, but when it starts to become three or four or five, uh, you know, it's only a matter of time before they get you. So there's definitely positives there. There's definitely a lot we'll take forward to that this South African tour. Um, but at the same time, you know, there'll there'll be a disappointment to to process as well. Okay, that was um, some good stuff there from from Pete. Um, great to hear that John Porch only has a, a gash in the leg because it, it certainly looked a lot worse at one stage um, the way he was talking off the field but yeah fairly philosophical from Pete a lot more philosophical than he was when he was on the TV I can tell you <laughs> yeah I think uh, he's pretty disappointed and I can understand why because three tries from mistakes the 
mistake at the end, failure to sort out a kickoff. Mm-hmm. That's basic stuff. He said it's not a red flag. Well, mm-hmm. we've been watching this for a long time, Alan, and yeah. you are sometimes really concerned about Connacht at kickoffs. Yeah, and sometimes they get away with it. But Edinburgh tonight punished them. Uh, you know, if if Connacht collect that kickoff, they take it off. Edinburgh have a line out probably ten meters inside their own half. Mm. And there's 90 seconds left, and then they have to... And they're not scoring from there, not the way Connacht were playing. No, defensively you drive them back, but when you give them that, as he says, talking about access points, uh, and they were very good at that. Uh, Edinburgh, they turned them over. Uh, They still look a big work in progress. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I I wasn't overly impressed with them at all, I have to say. I thought for for the quality of player... For yeah, the, like the number they, of caps, I think they had two hundred and sixty odd caps on yeah, the on they, the field. So that that's an interesting one. I think the balance in, in Scottish rugby at the moment is quite tricky. Mm. Uh, I mean, Edinburgh is the home of Scottish rugby, but Glasgow are tearing it up a little bit more. Yeah, and that's why. It well, that's, that, that's why Ali Price has gone to Edinburgh. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. Um, they need to get both sides up there operating at a higher level, especially for the international. Mm-hmm. Uh, side, but that's not for us to be concerned about. Um, <coughs> ben Healy is an interesting player. He's um, he's got a lot of skills, but if you put him under pressure, he doesn't doesn't no. look as good. And I think that's you can see now why Munster yeah. were happy to let him go. Probably not, uh, but he's he's only young and he can improve. Mm. Um, yeah, he certainly has the tools to be a much better rugby player. Yeah. You would think so, but he was very cool and okay. He missed. Um, he missed two kicks. Yeah, yeah. That's the first two he's missed this season. But when he was there for the drop goal, he nailed it, and yeah. you you could see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We called as soon as we lost the ball and the kickoff. I said, "This is going to be a drop goal." This is this is Ben yeah. Healy. It's got Ben Healy written all over it, and yeah. that's exactly what he did. And that's uh, there's a skill in that. Uh, but onwards and upwards, South Africa next weekend. Two really interesting games down there. Mm. Um, be they, fascinating to see the squad they pick. I can't wait to see the squad that they bring down to South Africa. It yeah. tells us a hell of a lot. Well, I think you got to go big. You got to have the biggest, meanest, toughest people you've got. Mm. But next Saturday, there's a hell of an opportunity there. I don't care who they bring back yep. or how good they are at home. They are in their season is in freefall. Yep. Zero That's the sharks f- now we're talking. The sharks about, about sorry, not Connick. Uh, they've lost four out of four. They've only got 14 games left. If Connacht can get in there and get a win, I'm not saying they're going to win, but if they do, the Sharks, the, the whole thing about South African rugby is going to be turned on its head a bit because we were all assuming, or I was, that the three sides other than the Lions would get into the quarterfinals. Well, it'll be one hell of an effort if you've lost five, yeah. you have 13 games left, you haven't played... Uh, some of the bigger sides mm-hmm. and you haven't played any of your domestic rivals mm-hmm. um, the That's pressure in that doing. game is going to be ginormous and it's up to Connacht now to tighten up a few things well and, and, and they're going to have to do it in conditions that they are definitely not used to whatever about you know they did struggle both sides struggled early on tonight with the cold because it's the proper first proper cold game they've probably played but it's going to be according to the forecast 30 degrees next Saturday and no sun which means humid. it's very humid which well, is going to make I'll it very you, difficult I've been in Durban in the heat and the heat is fine but the humidity is appalling mm. as in you know it's humid it's 
have a shower, go outside, and three minutes later you're thinking, why did I bother? Yeah. It's absolutely pointless. Mm. Um, and that's going to be a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. But they, they look at the minute to be a side that can take on challenges. Yeah, that's it. I think they definitely managed tonight very well. Went behind, kept going behind. Mm. I think if the game would be another five minutes, they could have won it. Because yeah, they, they could have come back. And then yeah. they looked at yeah. though there's definitely a harder edge to Connacht this year. I think there's a harder edge to the team, but I also think there's a harder edge from the management of what they're looking for. Oh, and and, and it's, so it'll be really interesting to see what they do when it comes to reviewing this game because it was mistakes that killed them. It wasn't that, that Edinburgh created anything. It was the mistakes. It was, you know, like, dropping the ball. I've got to be honest, I don't think with an out-half like Ben Healy at the moment you're going to create very much at all. No. They kicked the leather off it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I suppose, look, the, the, the squad for South Africa, I think we can pretty much guess who's coming in. Mm. Um. I'm hoping that Finlay Bealham will be there. We don't know. We didn't get an answer on that. Uh, mm. I don't think Mac Hansen or, or Bundy are going to make it. That's my read. Yeah, yeah. At, at the moment. Well, uh, I think Pete said it. He said that, you know, they're still, they're both recuperating from Knox. Knox. And it's a long season. So, but it's going to be fascinating down there. And then there's just the small matter when they come back from there that they have Leinster. Yeah. Um, and then two European games. And two European games. And then and they then have to go to Ulster. Ulster and then Munster at home. Like, uh, wow, know, with this, some this, is, this is tough. And let's face it, Ulster got out of jail a bit last night, but they beat Munster. Munster may be, um, maybe a little bit too interested in talking about the side that uh, mm-hmm. Ulster picked to, to play Connacht. Maybe they needed to concentrate a little bit more on the side they were picking to play uh, Munster because yep. in the end, uh, Ulster... Played well, got the job done, and um, Munster have a target on their back. Everybody wants to beat the champion, absolutely, that's, particularly that's, that's in Ireland. You, you could just see yeah. last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't much of a game, um, much better game in Cardiff actually, uh, where the Bulls looked very impressive. So yeah, I we, think they're they're going to be the team to beat this year. There's something about that lot. They seem to have got yeah. themselves sorted already. Already, yeah. It'll be interesting. Look, we'll be we'll be talking to uh, Brendan down there. Hopefully, if he hasn't gone off on holiday, he was in the Maldives the last time I was communicating with him. So hopefully, he's around and we'll have a chat with him uh, or Morgan, whoever's there. Just get a feel of what's happening. Um, yeah, world champions, but next Saturday. And the following Saturday, it's it's all about the URC down there. This tournament is the, the one thing I will say, and I'll say it again. I've said it many times. Bringing the South Africans in is the best thing they ever did. It's changed the Absolutely. whole ethos, the of dynamic the, of the of the whole yeah. thing, and and the quality of the rugby is so much better for the most part. Yeah, it's so so much better, and just the, the competition so much better. Like the Lions winning tonight brings them into it. You know, Benetton winning again. Yeah, you know, Benetton are are right up there. So I think they're the only unbeaten team left. At this stage, yes, they had their draw. They've had their draw, so they've they've overtaken Connacht because Connacht had three wins out of three, but they didn't get anything tonight. If they'd got their draw, they would have been level, Uh, but they didn't, and um, they haven't got long to sulk on it uh, or think about it. But I know the way those guys operate. There'll be a lot of analysis. Mm -hmm. There'll be guys will be looking at their laptops on that uh, flight home tomorrow, and they'll be in Monday and then on the road again. So it never stops. No, it certainly doesn't. But we're going to stop. We'll have um, we'll have more for you during the week. Um, this is a fairly short one, as there's as I said earlier. There's only two of us, and we're pretty tired after that uh, big long commentary. But we'll have a lot more audio for you during the week, as um, 
we keep bringing you everything we can about Connacht Rugby. Remember, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash craggyrugby. Tell your friends, tell your buddies about everything we do. I think we do on average four podcasts a week. At this stage, we get audio out. So, yeah, let people know we're around and um, we'll chat to you soon. Bye, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side.